Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Ever meet a dead Christian? That do what? Nothing. Well, they do some things, usually complain. Other than that, they're dead. This is a what? A living sacrifice. In other words, somebody that's active. And Jesus said this, occupy till I come. That's an active word. Go into all the world. That's an active word. So it's a living sacrifice. We're living it out in response to God's love. We're simply living it out. What does the world think of Christians? They actually tell you all the time, look at the way Christians, not religious people, are portrayed in the media. Loud-mouthed, rude, and hypocritical. Quite the opposite of what Jesus modeled. While there are some who fit that stereotype, most believers in Jesus are quietly doing their best to live out Jesus' example. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he'll be talking about what God's looking for and expecting from the people who say that they're his disciples. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 6 as he continues his message, Sacrifices That Please God. Lord, let us hear your lessons for Luke 6.38, it's very clear. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's not just about finances. I believe that's about time. God helps me as I give. God somehow is able to give back to me. And I can accomplish the things that I need to accomplish. I won't have everything done. I never will have everything. My desk will never be totally clear. Yours won't either. If so, call us. We'll have some things for you. But that's just the way life is. But you're not going to be panicked. So I just want to again thank you. You're not only a praising congregation, but you definitely are a congregation that is well positive and grateful and working and hardworking. And so many are involved in so many things. The character of God really shows through you. Now go back to verse 16 in Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 16. Let me give you the third one, the sacrifice of sharing. Notice, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. This is the sacrifice of our possessions and ourselves with other people. Notice, share with who? Others. So what does that mean? It reminds me we're a family. 
It reminds me, you can't live to yourself. You can't be a loner. Pastor Mark, that's my temperament. I don't like to be around people. People don't like to be around me. Well, that's probably why, because you don't like to be around people. But notice, how are you going to share with others if there's no others in your life? And so that's why we challenge you. I was at one of the grocery stores this week, and the gal said to me, Pastor Mark, I finally, after five years or something, got in a home group. And I love it. Hello. And I went, good job. I didn't say that to her. Good job. See, she missed four years. Because you have to be in a small group where you can be sharing with one another. You say, well, how does that really work? Jesus spoke about it. Look at Matthew 25. And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So helping another Christ follower is very pleasing to God because we're family. Does that mean I have to sacrifice to share with others sometimes? Yes, it does. What goes against the sacrifice of sharing? Selfishness and greed. You know what really is exciting, even though it's there were difficult times? You remember some of the hurricanes we had? When you went in your neighborhood and people needed help in the neighborhood, people you never see because they're never out in the yard or whatever, they don't want to talk to you. But when there was a need, what? Everybody kind of got together. We're tearing trees down together. We're carrying things together. We and it's like it's supposed to be. It was like, wow. This is the way it works. Well, sure. And it took a sacrifice to do that. You see, no longer are we selfish. That's my thing. Watch my gate. Watch my yard. Here's where you don't get the thing to go over here. I got to chop that tree up. Nobody's caring about that because everything's all down everywhere. Roofs, holes, whatever. See, selfish and greed are the enemies of that. Now, where does selfish and greed come from? Do we see it in our homes ever? If you have a baby and that baby gets to the ones and twosies, what word starts coming out of that child's mouth? (laughs) And of course, that came from who? Mom or dad? One of the two, actually, from both. That's where it comes from. Our dog, same way. Misu, she has a rabbit. It's her rabbit. And you got to chase her to get it. She doesn't say mine, but she protects it. It's hers. She's got to get it. you got to run after Mine. Let me ask you, the possessions that you have, whose are they really? Mm. Good thing to remember, isn't it? You know, there's interesting things, and just a reminder to you, sometimes during the times that we're going through, and this isn't a plea for anything because God's doing fine with us, but sometimes when we go through things, we watch the money we've put in this investment, and it's doing what? <laughs> it's going like this. And I'm not against investments. I have them just like you do. But you know the investment that we put in the kingdom of God? It always goes like this. Did you notice? It, it doesn't have a down day. And that's why Jesus said, store up treasure in heaven. So I challenge you with that. Because the sharing is about that. It's not just about our finances. And the worst time to stop giving is during a time like this. Remember, give and it will be 
given back to you. So this is really where we all trust God. And so just be faithful, not only in that, but thank you for sharing in your life and your homes and whatever. I want you to turn to a passage in John chapter 12. I want to contrast two people quickly, Mary, and then I want to contrast Judas, John chapter 12. Get down to verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' name, and Martha served, and Jesus honored Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pint of Pyrnard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the whole house was filled with the fragrance of her perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas, who was later to betray him, objected. Now remember, we're talking about the sacrifice of sharing. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. Notice... The writer knew the heart, afterward, obviously, of Judas. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, as keeper of the money bag. He used to help himself to what was put into it. So why was he complaining? Put the money in here. That'll take care of the poor. Actually, it'll help me. Verse 7, notice what Jesus says. Leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Judas is a picture of greed, not sharing. Judas was the keeper of the money bag for Jesus and the other disciples, and greed somehow got in and overcame his life. In the end, he was willing to sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Mary, on the other hand, is a picture of sharing. She knew the sacrifice of giving, but the freedom of giving. She took this extremely expensive perfume, poured it on Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and she was just acknowledging the worship of Jesus. And this was kind of an anointing, anticipated anointing of the burial of Jesus. So what about that? Well, as you please God, we please First, tonight, we please him by, well, our lips singing praises. And then we please him by doing good works. And you guys are really good at that. And you're, you're really a, a loving people who, in practical ways, you share with one another. We have lots of good friends here, and we come to your place for dinner and this, that, and the other, and whatever. And, of course, we can't all have you back to our house. But you share, and it's just wonderful for us. And thank you for opening your homes to other people and inviting them over. And what That pleases God. And that's a beautiful thing. Remember, we talked about being hospitable. Now, Christ, next, is our role model. When I look at these three things, I mean, they're all there with Jesus. Perfect. Christ is our role model. He always pleased God. Notice these verses. The Father said this in Matthew 3.17. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. 
In Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, Paul says this, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Jesus sacrificed his life for God, and it was pleasing to God. You are doing the same thing. Now, turn with me to one more passage, Romans chapter 12. And all of these sacrifices that we've talked about are rolled into one. They're all summarized into one. You know it. It's very simple. But it's a powerful verse for us. And this is our fourth key, our last key. The sacrifice of my whole self. In other words, all of me. It's not just my good works. It's just not my lips and my heart. It's just not my possessions. It's just not my talent. It's just not my money. It's like me. Romans 12.1. Therefore, and we're going to break this down very quickly. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy, here we go again, and what? Say it with me, and pleasing to God. Exactly the same. Isn't it amazing how the Bible just fits together like a glove? And pleasing to God. By the way, this is your spiritual act of worship. So Paul says, I urge you. What does that mean? To admonish, to exhort. In view of God's mercy. In other words, God has done everything for you. What should you do? Now, here's one of the very key words in this. Offer. What does that word offer mean? It really means this, to yield ourselves, to willingly offer. You see, God isn't going to come and force you to do good works. He's not going to come and force you to praise. He's not going to come and force you to share. He wants a willing attitude. There it is, to offer. Not because there's an obligation. Okay, I guess I'm going to do that now. No, it's an attitude that wants to give myself to God. Notice next, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. What does that mean? What is my body? It just means all of me. Everything I am, body, soul, and spirit. Me, everything I am. I offer it to God. Now, here's the part that the world catches on very quick. A living sacrifice. Now, there's a lot of ways to talk about it. I'll just do it very quickly. This is a sacrifice that lives and moves and does things that please God. It's a living sacrifice. It's you. We're active We're active with our praise, we're active with sharing, we're active with good works, we're active with our talents and our gifts. We're serving God. We're not couch potatoes. Much of the Christian world comes and sits in a service and leaves. That's not what God wants. Now, this would have been, this would have been very uh, powerful, and I don't know whether Paul told the Hebrew people this or not, But see, the Jewish people, what kind of sacrifices were the Jewish people used to? Tell me. Dead. Ever meet a dead Christian? That do what? Nothing. Well, they do some things, usually complain. Other than that, they're dead. This is a what? A living 
sacrifice. In other words, somebody that's active. And Jesus said this, occupy till I come. That's an active word. Go into all the world. That's an active word. So it's a living sacrifice. We're living it out in response to God's love. We're simply living it out. Notice, not only a living sacrifice, and that simply means I'm going to have to die to self. The next thing you can write is this. We die to self, but we live to him. And what's my goal? I'll never get there, but I want to be committed. I want to do that which he wants me to do. That's my goal. He helps me. He's alive in me. And as I do that, I please God. But there's one more thing that you need to see. He says, not only a living sacrifice, notice that verse again, but holy, holy, separated unto the Lord. Not like the world. Not put in the world's mold. Now, we're not weirdos, but we're holy. We are separate. There is a distinction. And as that sacrifice comes, we're set apart from God. We renounce my old self and my sin. Old things are passed away. All things become new. I become a new person. God uses me. Now, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Let me give you one more thing quickly. I think this is so powerful. Not only do we see Jesus as a role model, he gave himself. Remember, one of the things Jesus said was this, I only do that which the Father asked me to do. That's all I do. And he was always active doing those things. In, in Hebrews chapter 11, go down to verse 24. Here's a picture of sacrifice. It's a good thing to remind us. Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses is living dangerously. When he had grown up, Moses refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God. Rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin, notice, very important you understand this, there are pleasures in sin. I've told you so many times, if there weren't pleasures in sin, no one would sin. If you can't get extra calories from eating a double cream, ice cream, triple cone, if it didn't taste good, doesn't matter what, you would never taste it. Of course, they put the stuff with no fat in it now, and it might as well just eat the box. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> I don't know how I got off, and let's come back here. <laughs> Enjoy the pleasures of sin, notice, for a short time. Now, why is that deceptive? The reason that's deceptive is that people live 30, 40, 50 years and go, this isn't short compared to eternity. It's very short. Sometimes we forget that. Enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Notice verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ, as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Why? He had the right outlook. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. You see, Moses understood the benefits of identifying with God and not with the world's definition of success. To do that, Moses had to sacrifice 
all of himself. Now, what was he going against? He was going against everything he learned for the last 40 years, except from his mom. He had the world system pumped into him. This is the four Ps that I've talked about over the years. Understand, this is where our country is, and we're no different. We think if we go down one of these roads, it's going to bring satisfaction and contentment, peace, and joy. It isn't true. What are the four Ps? Power, possessions, pleasure, and position. They never will bring true contentment and peace. Now, I have to believe, as Moses was raised and he saw the Pharaoh and he saw all of these people having all of these things, power, possessions, pleasure, and position, he could sense there wasn't peace. There wasn't a fulfillment. There wasn't joy. You see, these are all faults. Solomon went down all these roads. Every one of them was a dead end. That's what's happened in our world. This greed instead of share is the one that's causing all of us our problem. It's not just greed in Wall Street. It's greed in all of our hearts. Sell this house, flip it, make a little more, do what? Buy a bigger car to do what? Pay more for gas, less gas mileage. Now what? Whoops, that was the wrong decision, wasn't it? And so, see, it just goes on and on and on and on. And so Moses sacrificed everything he had to identify with God. Did it cost him? Absolutely it cost him. Was it worth it? How'd you like to see the Red Sea open up? How'd you like to see manna every day for 40 years? How'd you like to see hitting a rock and water comes out? Sure it was worth it. Here's a verse I'm sure you know. 2 Corinthians 5.9 So we make it our goal to please him. Whether we are at home, in the body, or away from it. Is that your goal? We make it our goal to please him. Whether we are at home, in the body, or away from it. That's what God wants. That needs to be my sacrifice. God, I want to please you. Whatever it takes, it's worth it. I cannot give you. You've been so gracious to me. And one of the other motives is not just in thanking God for all of the things he's done for us, that sacrifices of praise and good works and myself and sharing, but notice 2 Corinthians 5.10 right after that, we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ one day. And I'm going to receive rewards for the things that I did. And I believe most of us are going to be very happy at that judgment seat because you love God. You're serving him. You're sharing. You're doing good. You're praising. And because of that, when we get there, it's going to be a beautiful picture. One last verse. Solomon gives us this. Just write it down. You can use it as a meditation this week. Ecclesiastes 2.26 and the New Living Translation says this, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to those who please Him. Today, Pastor Mark taught about biblical generosity. 
you found out that God's not just interested in the money you give or should be giving to the church. You learned that you're to be giving of possibly the most precious thing you have, your time, to his service. Pastor Mark talked about the concept of dying to self and how that brings you alive in Christ. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Sadly, that brings us to the end of Pastor Mark's message, Sacrifices That Please God. Next time, he'll begin a new teaching called Responding to Godly Leadership. You'll find out, first of all, what godly leadership looks like. Pastor Mark will show examples from the Bible and why God considered them people to mimic. You'll then learn how to be a godly follower. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting